0: Welcome to the Get Your Own Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Get Your Own Podcast. I'm your host, Rocco DeVito Jr. from Burn to Earn Productions, and today I got a guest who has this great painting company, and I've known him for a really long time. My guest today is A.J. Thompson from Thompson Painting. A.J., how are you, man? Good, good to be here, Rock. Good to see you again. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, you got Uh, it, anytime we um we've done this once before but today we're gonna do a second take at it and have uh we have some new things that we're going to talk about that we didn't talk about on the last one new experiences and nobody knows about the other one so this is actually the first time they're hearing it yeah (laughs) yeah and that was my first time ever doing anything like this so You're not in a regular speaking thing. I deal with audio and video all the time. So I have to talk in front of a microphone just because I got to get levels and stuff. But you got to get away from that uh, shyness,
1: I guess, in this today's modern world. You know, everything's out there on the Internet and uh, people might see beautiful work, but they don't know who they're dealing with. So, yeah, you know, you get out there and put your voice up and you get past that. You know, you could really just start to uh, build a rapport with people. They know who they're dealing with. They know who's behind the camera and that sort of thing with the
0: Instagram. and. Yeah, that's what I'm loving about social media is that social media is giving you an insight to what companies really are. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, think about if you knew the owner of Toys R Us or, I mean, you could just see the day-to-days with him right. or their brand. I think that social media gives you an in to somebody's brand. Yeah. And and you can take a personal stake in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, l- I look look at Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I followed this dude since he was mm-hmm. wrestling. You know, we were 15, yep. you know, maybe 15, younger, 13. And I watched him become an actor and, and grow and everything. And I'm wearing his hat right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm buying his I got his shoes upstairs. I mean, I believe in the dude's brand, you know, like he yeah. just, he did a phenomenal job. And because i I could say that I've literally watched him for twenty something years, so I'll buy some earbuds from you mm-hmm. absolutely. I know and who I'm supporting A guy
1: like that he has put one hundred percent of his effort into what he has become, and that starts at day one, you know once you start walking, talking, learning how to be a person like you it comes in your personality mm. um and that's something that people should probably one thing that they should take away from people like that is that that guy has been focused and determined and it took him
0: a long time to get where he is. But people, you see that now because you've followed him and you can see into his life now and how hard he trains. I mean, beforehand you would read a men's health magazine about how hard he trains, but you know, you're not seeing it. you see the picture of his face but you're not re- now you're seeing the video of him really pulling those reps and yep. stuff. And you're like, oh. Yeah, you have a direct
1: and line into how he does what he does or how so many successful people have become
0: successful. Let's just start it off. Like I said, nobody knows <laughs> about the yeah, other podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So nobody knows at all uh, who Thompson Painting is, man. So how did you get started in this industry? So in high school, I
1: wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And college was looking pretty expensive. Um, I also sort of wanted to be a police officer. Uh, but, you know, I figured I'll take a year off from going to school and just give my father a hand, learn, you know, be, save up some money and, you know, maybe go to college the following year. So... um, that was what I did. And my father is a general contractor. So, uh, the very, when you start out working for him, the very first thing he does, he puts you on the roofing crew, which, uh, Mm. makes a man out of you. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, that's hard work. And, but a lot of those skills that I learned in doing that, you know, apply to what I do today. But yeah, so I started out, working for my father, started out in construction. And um, years later, an opportunity came up where um, as a general contractor, I, th- I think I should probably explain what general contractors do. Basically, they facilitate um, entire projects from the ground up, from the foundation to the roof going on to the walls going up. And, you know, all the way down to the paint being applied and handing it over, handing the keys over to the new homeowner or, you know, having them look at their brand new addition. So, and sometimes, yes, sometimes sometimes, some things are so difficult, (laughs) like painting, that he would actually sub that out oftentimes. And in doing that, um, he had a close relationship with another painter who their his his kids eventually took over um the quality of workmanship was um you know it changed when anything at any time a, cha- a company sort of changes hands um that could happen and so when that happened he was looking for a new painter and here i am you know, at this time, I had been running several crews, a, ro- a roofing crew, a framing crew. This is before yeah. you paint at this all. This is, well, yeah, I, you know, everybody thinks they're a painter, right? Everybody thinks, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to do that myself. So I had done that, you know, I I had done that, painted my bedroom when I was a kid or little things here and there, and also I'm on construction sites all, all the time, so if there was something, they say in industry, like you don't have something to do, grab a broom. Well, in my case, I, he would find me kind of grabbing a paintbrush and, and slapping some primer on a new wall. Yeah. So I he kind of noticed that I took a liking to that and then I was good at it. And then I was all of those other little things that I told you about that built me into this. What, cl- keeping a clean job site all that stuff I already had the foundation for being organized and skilled and applying that to painting was sort of going to come naturally however I saw an opportunity when we, when we got away from using that other company I uh, I saw an opportunity there and I said well why don't I hire a couple guys and we'll, we'll, we'll paint and yeah. you know, I'll train them. And, and so at the same time I was kind of learning, but so I had been on job sites throughout that whole process, um, with painters and stuff like that, with those, you know, professional painting companies. I'd seen what they do. I, I saw kind of how it went and everything. So
0: it was almost you saw the opportunity for it, right? But yeah. You could have become a roofer. You could have became uh, a framing guy. You could yeah. have became, I mean, really anything to do with, you know, with the job itself, you could have became any one of those jobs, but you saw the need. Yes. For yeah. the painting. Yeah. And that's where I think that you saw like, Oh, I could lead this right yeah. away. I don't have to, I don't have to go wait to be the, you know, the third roofer right you know tear that goes yeah. on there you know everybody nobody nobody wanted to be the painter yep so seeing that and knowing that you had an opportunity to take that right over right away yeah it's nice move. and a lot of a lot of people say they hate painting
1: i hear it all the time because and and that's why you know we didn't have a painting division is because my father just didn't he knew how meticulous it was. He knew people's expectations in the area that we were working in. And um so it's funny that I actually he's noticed that I'm actually liking this. I'm actually, you know, <laughs> getting over there and and showing some initiative in doing this. And uh so I started out doing it by myself actually and I would hire uh, our friends who also worked for other painting companies and they would help me out on the weekends and after work for a couple hours. Uh, so I got to really learn and fine tune the processes. Um, so. So it was a learn as you go situation Yep. as well. Yeah, absolutely. With a lot of knowledge in, in how these things are put together inside of a home, like from the baseboard to the ceiling, to the crown molding. Um, and and how they should look when they're finished cuz I've been in very fine homes my whole life. Yeah. So I know what these what what the expectations are. The quality. And I had been you know as I I was basically at that point acting as a general contractor anyhow right right up to that point where I'm going through punch lists with a the client. They're telling me, "Well, I want the painter to come back and I want them to fix this and I want the roofer to come back because my gutter got bent, and that's got to be fixed. Mm.
0: Stuff like that. So so you got a couple of guys, right? Mm-hmm. Got your crew. Yeah, You're not, at this point, though, you're not just working for your dad, or you're like, I'm going to make this my own business. When did you decide that you were going to make it your own business? Yeah,
1: so my father had a very successful general contracting company, and I started my company in 2007. Um, so we had always relied on word of mouth, just, just referrals, no advertising whatsoever, just referrals. And it kept us going it kept a roof over our head, kept food in our stomachs. Um, and we worked for some very well-known people. Um, and one of my first, actually my very first client was none other than Barbara Corcoran. From shark tank that was my very what? first project that i did uh under thompson painting and i was brought into that contract through my father he re- re- you know essentially oversaw it as at the capacity of a general contractor and but it was my very first time doing yes. it writing up a, an invoice and submitting it and having, you know, somebody that works for her write a check. Because I don't think the check came from her. Aww. Which I was disappointed. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have framed it probably. <laughs> That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Um, so what was that like, Barbara Corcoran being your first client? You know, like. So I really, at that pressure- time, didn't really know who she
1: was. Shark Tank wasn't out yet or anything. Just knew everybody up there, you know, in this A lot of those clients that we had, they all knew each other and they were all really well off. This was one of their many houses and uh, I knew the level of expectation that needed to be reached. Um, I really didn't have anybody looking over my shoulder, but interestingly enough, her, her brother was there. And he was a handyman. He was doing some little projects for her, just getting the house ready for them to come up on the weekend. And he was a pretty, really down to earth, just regular New York contractor guy. Nice. Um, so it, it was interesting to. So you could kind of get a feel for where she came from. Yeah. Because yeah. look at her brother. He's not some giant mogul or anything. Uh, right. He's
0: just a regular down to earth guy. You know what's awesome about that story is that you chose and you know, which which is it was a good choice, but you're like, Let me go paint Uncle Richie's house first, or let, <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, yeah. let me go and uh I don't know, paint anything, you know, you're you're giving me a big job for my yeah. first job. You know, for first job for Thompson painting. That's I mean, mo a lot of people in this world that I know have anxiety for you know, for example. So there's a lot of situations where I could see people not even wanting to take that because their anxiety would be, you know, wow, my first job, big Mm -hmm. job like that. I commend you. That's a good.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Um, Because at that point I had already been on those, you know, on, on a job for her because she was a client and I probably put, I actually, I did put the roof on her house with, um, the crew the roofing crew so and i she's she was really not around uh, i actually have never met her in person mm. but you know they have property managers and stuff like that and a lot of the, a lot of the time they have a set date that they want you done by and if you hear from them it's probably a problem <laughs> so i was glad that i did what i needed to do i painted the exterior of the house and i have pictures of it And it's since been sold to another uh, homeowner, but it really was a beautiful house and the job came out perfect, Mm. which looking back, I should probably pick up the brush again, maybe, but, you know, we could talk about how, you know, my goal was to get away from the brush and have a crew and be able to depend on a crew.
0: Oh, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting there. Yeah. You painted Barbara's House and stuff when you first started, right? How many, how long, what's your role now versus then?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, so that's, so 2007 I started it, and things had already started to slow down, and that was another reason why I decided to branch off somewhat independently. Um, and 2008, the stock market crashed, and Things dried up. These clients were not spending their money. Um, they were you know, probably selling off some of their homes or some people were holding on to them, whatever that may be. But the referral side of it really dried up. Mm. And so I really didn't know what to do. I was used to the phone ringing and just getting sent over to a job And now I'm in a situation where I have to look for work. So being that I'm a pretty good painter, and um, I went and looked for just a painting job over the winter. And I ended up going to a big company that it's a franchise, and they have uh, painters all over the place. And this particular franchise owner i went in looking for looking to be a painter just and he actually when he met me he was like you'd make a really good salesman and i had never thought of that and it he proceeded to basically train me in how they do their sales and he had me meet the whole team i mean this is i went in for an interview to to be slinging paint and now he's talking about sales sales tactics marketing it was a whole education in four hours and and you know it took four hours to 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 really go through everything he was basically ready to hire me and he he made me an offer and it sounded really good so now i'm gonna get a salary i know i'm gonna be busy all week for all, all year yeah you know i got a year salary coming problem solved problem solved Uh, but I ended up really thinking about it, really thinking about what he said and a lot of what he was going to have me do. I thought, well, what if I did that for my company? So I, I actually called him back and I said, you know what? I don't think it's going to work out. Um, and interestingly enough, I mean, he was really nice. He said, you've ever changed your mind, come back. You'd make a great salesman. Yeah. Uh, that same day, I ran into that other contractor that I was telling you about, right? And, that used to work for us, and they had since lost our account. And I said, Well And I, and since I have this fresh in my mind, um, I'm like, "Maybe I ask him because they have salesmen too." Yeah, Maybe I'll ask him if, uh, if you know, he could bring the account back right there. I had already learned so much that I'm like, I already know what the value is just in the amount of accounts that I could potentially bring just when these people are ready to call me back. Yeah. And I would just bring them right back in it and step into the sales role and be with somebody that I know and feel comfortable with. Cause don't get me wrong. These guys are great guys. Yeah. Um, But he actually kind of laughed. He's like, you're not a salesman. And, uh, that made it really, he's like, you know, he didn't say you're not a salesman. Right. But he just kind of laughed it off. Like, well, no, we're not hiring right now for that. But, you know, if you want to sling some paint, you're more than welcome.
0: You know, we will take you on anytime. Which is cool. Yeah. But not the role you're looking for. No. And, (laughs) uh. Not it, now. You were looking at where was that
1: like yeah, before that, that, that other so, meeting? Yeah, in a matter of forty-eight hours, my perspective on what my value was had totally changed, and what I was bringing to the table, and and it took that to you know at that time, Seen social another, media wasn't huge like it is now, where you have training and and stuff like that and motivational stuff. um So what I did, I decided to take some of those sales tactics that he was saying, and one of them was pick up the phone and call the clients that you have. Old school. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that, and, yeah, I came up kind of empty, but I did end up with some of the smaller contracts, some of the other people that I knew, kind of the the salt-of-the-earth people, uh, some smaller houses. And before I knew it, I had three guys working for me again, you know, I was selling contracts. I was, I was, and, yeah. and very reasonably priced. And that was at that time, people couldn't, it, it was an offer they
0: couldn't refuse. Yeah. So you had now, your role has now changed from having that paintbrush sling in the paint to mm-hmm. there's a need for sales. And yes, that was something that we had overlooked. And I would say even,
1: um, that was something that even my father I think had overlooked because we had always, we had done such quality work that people were constantly giving us referrals and we still had referrals coming in, but it wasn't enough for me to keep a crew busy. It wasn't enough for Mm. me to work all winter. And that's why I strayed a little bit trying to look for something. Mm. And that was definitely a learning experience. And uh, from then to now, I mean, I'm still learning how to be a salesman, and that I think is one of the most overlooked things in any business uh, because people keeps... say they like doing what they do and they want to do it uh, a lot of people you know are craftsmen and artists and stuff like that they don't have any clue how to n- not only run a business but how to get how to
0: keep a crew busy yeah 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 i I, I struggle with. Sales, because I have to do so much other stuff, yeah. and with me, my business is a lot of technology based mm-hmm. firmware updates. I can't tell you yeah. how many firmware updates on every piece of electronic gear that I own. Yep. Battery charges, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm charging batteries. When I go to sleep, I close my eyes and see blinking. You know, like yeah. it's just there's so many things that I'm responsible for. But again, if I don't have sales, I'm charging stuff for no reason. Um, mm-hmm you know i have this stuff sitting here for no reason so sales is really important and it's hard to do you you know even being a business owner you have to figure out i think that you know like you said you got to keep crew working you got to keep yourself working you got to do all these things certain roles have to come up if somebody wants to step up and say hey i'll be sales for you okay go ahead you know Mm -hmm. i know what i'm good at which is video i know i'm good at that but nobody else <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i gotta go you know nobody else is gonna say okay i'll go sell the fact that you're good i can hire a sales guy but just as you see like you know paint now mm-hmm. you became an expert in your craft that's what makes you such a good salesman is you're an expert in your craft as well yeah, right so,
1: absolutely it's it's going through the process with the client once you do have once you're in the door and they're pricing the job out they are getting several prices You have to tell that you have to separate yourself from the other price points because they're going to have somebody really low. They're going to have somebody really high. The idea is to come in somewhere in the middle, first of all. And that's not just a random number that we pull out of the sky. And you have to be able to explain that Mm -hmm. where the number comes from, why it's this price. And it's something that people don't do every day, they don't hire a painter like every year. Yeah, they're, they're painting their house when it needs to be painted. Uh, they often go five years without... Or they buy a house and then move into another house and they never in that time had to hire a painter and now they've had to hire a painter. So a lot of people haven't had the experience. New homeowners, they've never had the experience of hiring a painter. Mm. Uh, nowadays, you've got things like Angie's List and uh, Home Advisor, things like that. So people... And they've got these ridiculous price points on there that are totally, they're just not fine-tuned yet. So there's just whatever, you know, in a town like Pauling, maybe 10 people have used HomeAdvisor. <laughs> and so they each averaged out their what what their price, their project costs. And maybe they only had one room painted or something like that. So right. So they really have a long way to go. And I don't think they should be putting prices out there. Because it sets the expectations like really low. I mean it's oh yeah, but I'm able to explain that to the
0: client, and they absolutely understand it. Now, is it because your experience does your experience help you sell and help you upsell, right? Because there's certain things that if I didn't know how to do, I wouldn't see that a a, a business or a client has the need for these things yeah you know yeah um i i can imagine again i've never had a, a paint quote but i imagine you go in and you're like yeah we're gonna have to do this we're gonna have to do this we're gonna have to do this and yeah. because you know from experience yeah how to do that whereas your average guy that if he's like you know what i'm tired of painting for other people i'm gonna start my own painting company uh four hundred dollars to do this room You know, uh, Mm -hmm. or four hundred to do a room, yeah, flat price. But meanwhile, the whole room could be crooked. You know, like they want you to look look straight. Yeah, and that happens, and that, and I hear about it all the time
1: because I'll actually build a rapport with somebody. I'll tell you a funny story um, where I've actually implemented. I'm still learning how to sell. So, I got a call. One of the plumbers had gone to a new home, a new homeowner. Uh, NY, a cop from the city, near NYPD guy, he, one of the plumbers that we work with all the time, the guy stepped, one of his employees stepped through the guy's ceiling when he was upstairs fix, fixing the HVAC. <laughs> so I get a call, yeah, you got to go over there and patch it up. Now I'm assuming that the, um, the plumbing, you know, my dad's buddy's going to pay me for this. Right. So then I'm going to get paid. So I go over there, we patch it up, I start talking to the homeowner. So not only am I there, this is a little tiny job where we're doing the patchwork, but I make sure it's perfect. I make sure everything's plasticked off and we make it you know a beautiful patch job. Uh, And we did it fast and efficiently. And during that time, the homeowner's asking me other questions about his house. He said, I've never lived in a house like this. I don't know what to expect from these things. I need a new roof. Um, you know, I don't know where to begin, so on and so forth. So, I built a little bit of a rapport with them. I left them a card and I was on my way. Needless to say, it, it turns out I didn't get a check cut from me from the plumber. And I didn't really feel right billing the employee who stepped through because they, because I actually talked to the owner of the company. I'm like, yeah, your guy stepped through a roof. I got called over there to fix it. Uh, and obviously, I can't build a homeowner, right? And I'm not gonna go build the employee, so I ate it. Mm. All right. Oh, that's so good. Good. Uh, oddly enough, the guy felt so comfortable with me that he ended up calling me uh, with some other question, just just as a homeowner, because he could tell from speaking to me that I had a lot of experience building houses, being in fine homes. And he called me about that and I said, he said, Hey, I'm sorry to bother you. I said, no, I want you to be able to feel like you can call me and all that stuff. So he had mentioned when I was there that he eventually wants to paint the interior, but first he's got to do the exterior because the exterior of his house was like this ugly color that the homeowners had, previous homeowners had painted it just brand new, some ugly, you know, really ugly color. And he hated it, but he he got a deal on the house, and he's like, well, yeah. "We'll paint it eventually, but it's something that's just not in the cards right now. I need a new roof and this and that." Yeah. So, uh, the beginning of this year, you know, I had re- built a rapport with the guy. He was comfortable with me. I called him up, and I gave him a pop. Ball- I was like. We're starting out our season. I know you this was something you were looking into doing. Now this is something I would never would have done in the past. Right. I would have just been like, "Oh, he has my card. He'll call." Yeah. No, they they they're just going to maybe he would. Maybe he would have on his own, but I actually it was that time of year. There's a certain time of year where everybody's doing their exterior projects. Everybody wants to get their garden looking right and their yeah. lawn doing and their mulch. And it was that time of year that I capitalized on where I started calling people that I had that had mentioned, oh, maybe I want to do this in in the near future. And I said, well, what better time than now? And he called. So I ended up talking to him, and he said, all right. All right, well, you know, I'm new to the area. I can't just say yes to this. It's a significant amount of money. I got to price it out. Sure. So he proceeded. So he ends up calling me back. And I thought I wasn't going to hear from him again because I'm like, oh, somebody's going to come in lower. We got home advisor yeah. telling him that the <laughs> exterior of his house should be $1,000 or something, you know? Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like 10 times that. So so he actually called me back. He said, listen, I really like you. I know you know what you're doing. You're the guy I want to paint my house, but I can't just leave. The, the difference was like $3,000. dollars mm and so I said to him, so now I'm in a point where, first of all, it's a Saturday, and I pick my phone right up.
2: Yeah. He yep.
1: calls, and- Anytime, anywhere. Yep, <laughs> anytime. I'm, I'm, that's self-employment. He proceeds to tell me that there's another guy that's, that's reputable. He's 3,000 less. I'm sure he didn't mention that the, there was another guy that was more <laughs> he left, yeah. that, out left that out of
0: the equation. Go ahead.
1: Um, and I said to him, and he says, I just can't leave the money on the table like that. You know, would you be willing to come down? I said, No, actually, I can't. This is why. And I proceeded to t- explain to him the type of work that we do, the fact that I've fine tuned my price point to coincide with my labor rate that I actually pay my guys and I know how much that costs me to have them there for that amount of time. Mm -hmm. So I'm building up the value in what I do. And we know that this other guy who came in 3,000 less than me hadn't done that. And I also said, Hey, you know what we do? We're actually planning on painting your house by hand with, with a brush and a roller. And he said, And I said, look, can I ask you if the guy was going to spray your house? He said, yeah, actually, I do believe he was going to spray it. I said, well, there you go right there. You're looking at a difference of 200 man hours versus maybe 80. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, why do I care how fast it goes on? I said, the reason you care how fast it goes on is because a lot of errors are made during a spray. First of all, you can get overspray on your brand new roof that you just had done. Mm -hmm. You don't want that, do you? And he's thinking, and I can tell that he's like, oh, okay, this is a good point. And I said, the other thing, they can spray it so fast that they could actually put two coats on too soon, Um, where you have to give the paint a certain amount of time to dry. Whereas we're fine tuning it with a brush and a roller, and we're sitting there and we're putting up ladders. And I've got a crew of five guys working together to make sure you have a uniform coating um, that's brushed into the surface and creates maximum adhesion and he eventually he's like all right you 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 talked me into it like i gotta go with you but i just have to feel like i got something
0: um which is much which yeah it's what everybody wants to feel like i want to walk away with this ten dollars in my hand that i need to
1: keep yeah so i knocked it down a thousand dollars you know because he asked me to come down but was it because you felt like he was a nice guy? Yeah, and I want, and he said he he also built value in himself. I mean, he's this is an NYPD officer. He deals with people every day. Yeah, so in in a way, even he has to do some of these tactics and things. Yeah. So he said, um, "There's going to be more in the future. I'm going to paint the interior of my house. I, I got a bathroom that needs to be remodeled." Oh, yeah, they all throw
0: them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so, that's like the, the counter sales. Part right, right. Like, yeah, like, oh, no I have work like in the future, a, yeah. But
1: absolutely, you think, and that's where I've been all week. Right. So I can tell you without a doubt that I 100% will be the first call. Now, at that point, I will have to say, again, look, this is my price point. That now you see why it's this way. And especially when it comes to your interior, yeah, you're going to want this type of work. You're going to yeah. want
0: this type of quality.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's when I'll make it up. I'll make back that thousand or whatever.
0: Yeah. Or you hope to. Uh, I like to think that I get to work with some of the people that I do because I'm flexible. I'm really about helping the person. Like you, you knew this guy was a New York City cop. Right. You, you would talk with him. And I
1: appreciate what you, he does for a living. Yeah. yeah.
0: And you felt like he was a good guy. Yeah. And it's o it's okay to help out the good guys. You know, for it's sure. good to. It, that's I believe in karma, so I feel like that's a mm-hmm. good, you know, karma that will come back and, you know, somebody. You know, you, like you said, no matter you'll figure out how to get that thousand back. That thousand will come back to you somehow, some way. you know totally agree that was a nice story that was a good story i liked it and you know what i love about social media is that i watched i follow you on social media so i know the house that you're talking about right yeah was it an ugly green or what yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know the house you're talking (laughs) about and and that's that's what's so cool about social media these days is that I didn't have to visually think of anything. I actually mm-hmm. know the job that you were talking about. It yeah. looked big. It's a big It looked ass. like a lot of work. Yeah, and uh, it came out looking great too. Yeah, and yeah, I <laughs> and he's blown
1: away. I mean, this this guy, he wanted to be around. He's a cop. He doesn't really trust anybody. Um, and and there's a whole other thing that goes with that that he was talking about, which I could understand. I mean, you're on edge all the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's some PTSD and stuff like that. So the fact that I was able to build a rapport with him
0: yeah, and have to trust
1: impressive so. in and of itself. But we also like clicked, you know. He I wanted at one time to be a police officer. Yeah. So I actually had some training in that field. Um so I he and I related, we have a lot of the same ideas about life and, and that sort of thing. So it was very natural. He also, interestingly enough, Bought us lunch every day. Wow. Good went guy. Went and yep. Went and uh picked up hot dogs and hamburgers and made us all sit down and eat lunch with them. Good guy. And he cooked it up. Yeah, exactly. That's
0: awesome. That's and and again, that's who you want to be working for. Not the guy that sees you sitting down and he's like, Hey, get to work. Yep. You
1: know, like, all right. <laughs> no, there's definitely some people out there. Did I
0: say a thousand off? I meant 2000 yeah, more. <laughs> which
1: Yeah, it, you get to be in a lot of people's homes. In my field, you get to see them in their own element. You get to deal with them with finances and money. And you get to see who a person really is and and there's there's a lot of really good people out there would be my takeaway from it but the people who are no good reveal themselves to me very quickly Mm. because I've dealt with them. I've dealt with this so many times. Um, if you're going to offend me within five minutes of me meeting you and ask if I have Hispanic, you know, uh, workers, what difference does that make? Obviously I'm a, you go on social media. Go on mm-hmm. uh, my website. I'm a professional painter. What do you care? What ethnicity my employees are? That right there tells me that sets the stage for how this is going to go. Yeah. And once I hear something like that, I'll I'll bid it really high so that the other guy who who has to deal with this clown mm-hmm. at least gets some money out of it. But I'm not dealing with you
0: yeah and And that that, and I I think that people feel like because you're hiring they have all the power
1: necessarily yeah Yeah, a lot of and and that does happen where they you like I'll sometimes I'll wave if somebody doesn't know me normally we do 50% up front Mm -hmm. when they're a little hesitant when it's a lot of money I'll say you know what I'm so confident that we're gonna pleased that you're going to be pleased with the end result of this we'll start the job without the deposit Mm. um but and then when i do that sometimes i will mistake somebody for being better i should have taken that hesitation that they had as their insecurity Mm. yeah now so now they have my 50 to 50% deposit and now they're holding that over my head so it's um, so I'll go the whole job we'll get to near completion we'll basically complete the job and now it's time to pay the full invoice right and I won't be direct I won't say well it's I'll just say yeah let's go over everything I want to go over everything you know it's time to go over that most people know okay, I haven't paid this guy at all. I haven't even offered him any money and he waived the initial 50%. Most people. Most people. But then you get there and you're expecting them to at least have a check ready or at least have the checkbook out. Instead, they have a list of things that they want to fix. Now, that's normal. Right. That's absolutely normal. And rightfully so. There's always going to be that. There's always going to be something that they noticed that we didn't notice while we are there. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they live in the house. So I have no qualms with that, but there are people that will hold the money over your head and just kind of power trip a little bit.
0: So now where you are in your, you know, career business, cause now you were from 2007 till now pretty much, right? You were in yep. business that entire time. What's that? 12 years, mm-hmm. 12 years in business you now get to, I'm assuming just like me, you've eaten shit when you've had to eat shit, mm-hmm. you know? So like now you don't have to necessarily take on those clients that yeah. you know you're going to have to eat shit for. You know, you don't just come mm-hmm. out of the gate and you're getting clients that are buying you food and mm-hmm. <laughs> and sitting right. down and having conversations A lot of people with don't. you.
1: Like I said, I work in some of the nicest houses in the area. And uh, it's not... It,
0: but what's it, nice that's about- old
1: school that's how that's how people used to treat each other so it's not expected today well i don't expect it right um and i don't look poorly at anybody that doesn't give us a case of waters on a hot day that's fine i don't really it's not expected but when yeah. somebody goes above and beyond to do it for us it's greatly appreciated
0: yeah and that's where like you're like hey yeah. uh we ended up fixing this no charge, you know, yeah. or that's where you'll think about like this person was really nice.
1: But as far as nightmare clients, they build a reputation for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> especially in a small town. Yeah. yeah. That's the person you hear that, that anybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: People talk. Yeah. all right. People talk.
1: Absolutely. So if I can't, if it's somebody I haven't heard of or anything, I'll ask about them. If I, especially if I have a, weird feeling about them. Uh, if I have a, generally if I have a concern or a anything like that, um, that I'm not, you know, that maybe this person's not honest, maybe they're
0: not going to pay me. And some of the richest and wealthiest people will do that. So where are you now? Like where, do you have to take those, those clients? Or you're like, I've, I've gotten such a good customer base now after 12 years that I don't have to,
1: you know, yeah, somewhere in the middle.
0: You're somewhere, somewhere in the, in the middle.
1: middle. So that I do take some jobs where it's I'm a little on edge that they that I might not get paid or something like that. Not to any fault of my own. Right, right. Because we... So we, when you
0: turn those down, is there like anxiety about it? You're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. you know, Or is it, it kind of works itself out? The
1: way I do it is I I've, I kind of string it along. Okay. I kind of leave it open-ended i i I send out the contract I ask for fifty percent and they'll hesitate fifty percent do it signing so they won't sign the contract so now it's kind of open-ended They're already happy with my price mm-hmm. they know I'm going to do a good job mm-hmm. um, but I basically would say you know first of all I'm booked into fall so I can kind of pick and choose to a degree but I am also trying to get that volume up trying to i know and this is another thing when we talk about when we get to the finance part of it and knowing your numbers and all that i know for a fact that i need to increase my sales this year Mm -hmm. i want to i want to get up there and, and do more volume because my bottom line is just not where it needs to be which is it's kind of upsetting because i do a lot of work I'd get a lot of big big contracts and a lot of that money goes to taxes yeah and goes to business expenses and of course you gotta invest back in your business and I'm all about that I always do that yeah there's always plenty of money to pay my employees whether I get paid or not they're gonna eat I rely on them they're part of the team they're part of the vision
0: so so when I knew you uh, you know, maybe that before that twelve years, oh my, yeah, pretty much right before those twelve years, you had a nice car, you lived in a really nice house, and uh you enjoyed you know your luxuries oh, right <laughs> yeah, yeah you know so you know uh fast forward twelve years later, like still got that big house, do you still have the car right what do you, what do you drive these days? I drive a van. <laughs> it was like
1: 23000 out the door. What kind of van, though? It's a Nissan. It's a nice little compact van. Um, and that was something I wanted. That's something that represents my business very well. It works out great for carrying. I can carry ladders on it, but it's also very economical. Uh, that's a, It's a little different than the $40,000 car I bought when I first hit the roofing crew. <laughs> so uh, here I am much more successful, but also much more humble. Yeah, and and with a vision of the future in mind and a goal and a big picture thing, uh, the car begins to really not matter as much.
0: Yeah, the car, the clothes, right? Yeah, that lifestyle, that whole lifestyle, right? Yeah, Yeah. like it's funny where you know owning your own business. My car's got two hundred thousand miles on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, my house is every bit piece. I'm trying to fix piece by piece myself because all my money goes back into my business i mean Mm -hmm. i think i have the same shirts for like 10 years Mm -hmm. (laughs) some of them i'm just starting to get new shoes now like because i've worn them all out you know but like my i stretch my money for my business it all goes back in to expand this hopefully one day so same thing i've been in business almost as long as you have and We both have great things. We both have houses. Mm -hmm. Both have cars. We own them. Yes. you know We own them. So now the goal
1: becomes to pay that off. And that, to me, is financial freedom. If you have a house and it's paid off, most people wait 30 years. Uh, I'm trying to do it in less. But that's a whole other thing. That's a whole organizational thing. You've got to really get your finances fine-tuned. Even just not driving a Mercedes isn't enough. Yeah you got to really plan everything out how many times you go out to eat and you know what you spend on food and all that stuff has to be really fine tuned so that's something i'm
0: working on right now and how do you find the workers that you had like what was your training or hiring process for this you know do you have the same guys that you started with or have you kind of gone through a bunch of people i've gone through a lot of people um there's been times where
1: i've had such a high volume of work that i've needed to hire subcontractors and in doing that sometimes the subcontractor would do me wrong and i would take their best guy <laughs> <I> <laughs> would be like, you know that's Good the move. way it goes you better watch yourself if you're you know trying to do shady stuff yeah um so that's and that's kind of how I ended up with my main guy right now. Um but there is a process that everybody should follow. You should have a sales process just like you have a process in doing what you do. Like I have a process in bidding. I have a process in actually uh executing the job. You know, starting with the ceiling for an interior and going down to the baseboards and there's a whole process. So how should why should a hiring process be any different? You don't just ask somebody, oh, are you a painter? Uh, here, get in my truck, you know? Yeah. Um, it's th- so my, that's something that I'm fine-tuning myself because if you represent yourself in a way that I want somebody like who I was when I was 18 or when I was 20 or 22 or whatever, I was eager. To, I took pride in what I did, and that's going to be the number one thing Is okay. People make mistakes. You're going to be learning. You willing to learn? Are you willing to take criticism? Um, You know. So you got to do it like a questionnaire. Put the ad on Craigslist. Put it in uh,
0: LinkedIn or whatever else. Indeed. Um, What's your longest running person that you stay working with? And like, do you ever feel that? You know, you got to hang on to them so that they don't go and start their own company. Like, is there an incentive to not go start their own companies and stay working with you? Because I I feel like, you know, strength is in numbers, you know. Like, I want to keep a good team. Um, I don't – I mean, I work with these guys, you know. So Mm -hmm. um, I I try to find people that, you know – Want to everybody can go start their own business if they wanted to, but for me to find a good, experienced person, I got to keep them busy, I got to mm-hmm. keep them working.
1: Yeah, that's going to be the number one thing <clears throat> when you hire anybody. And I'm such an honest person that I can't hire if somebody that anybody, everybody you're going to hire is going to want to know that they're going to be busy year round. Mm-hmm. So I could never. <laughs> do that to somebody like they would always ask me and I'd be like yes if you're good like I'll keep you busy during the winter so that's a um but I, I'm fine-tuning that still that's
0: still yeah. something that I'm working on it's still well the is there any promise for like guys to go lead a crew you know or... yeah absolutely oh, okay. uh, the, so and I've I've
1: really da- in some ways I've really condensed my team Mm-hmm. So rather than run 3 crews or have 2 crews of my own and 1 subcontractor crew I will pick and choose a little bit more with what my projects are and just have that crew of 5. Okay. And then my the guy who runs that the project manager of that project is incentivized depending on the contract.
2: Right. So
1: if it, if I came in low or something like that I'll say, look, every, you know, I've allowed for 100 hours on this project. If you get it done in 90, then you can, then I'll split that extra 10 hours with you.
0: Oh, so there is an incentive. Oh, nice. Okay. So he's
1: running the crew. Right. And that allows me to step back and do quality control, client
0: relations, and sales. Now, would you rather somebody that came up from the bottom of the crew? You know, from painting trim on the baseboard to being a supervisor on a job. Yeah. Right. Have Do you have somebody like that that started at the bottom and is now supervising?
1: No, I wouldn't say that, but I definitely have new people who've never held a paintbrush before. Yeah, and that's fine for exteriors. They have to. You learn quickly, and if you you have to be willing to learn, and like I said, you have to be respectful of me at lunchtime and 1230 hits and you're still sitting there looking at your phone i'm gonna take note of that and when winter comes it's gonna be cold <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know? yeah
0: so so you like to that's another thing is like you can keep a guy working year round if he's good yeah
1: they have you know? to yeah and they do and that's they, good
0: yeah so like that's more of an incentive that's a for huge them. thing
1: that's the whole thing that's the whole challenge and i've been really lucky that i have everybody every painter wants a good general contractor to work for mm-hmm. we'd rather almost do that because it's a new construction and stuff like that you'd almost rather just have a bunch of general contractors that you work for rather than dealing with clients themselves and, and homeowners yeah so i do both but my main general contractor that i work for is my my father right so that's i've been very lucky with that because i have that that's too, a good though. account <laughs> that's, but that's <laughs> Well, that's also, he takes priority over somebody else's house. Like, you know, we sort of talk about it in the break. Yeah. We have this nightmare client that is his client that I would never work for. (laughs) Very insecure woman. I I had to pull my crew off of this great NYPD guy's house Mm -hmm. who's cooking us barbecue and stuff like that. And I had to pull my best guy and send him over to this other woman's house so that she can exaggerate her punch list and use words like pool. (laughs) There's a pool of paint in the corner. And meanwhile, it's like a tiny little speck. Mm -hmm. And they're like I told you, people's insecurities shine right through. And I knew that this was going to be a problem client. Mm -hmm. And that's why we did the very best we could. And we do it every single time. And that's all I can. And as long as I know I did that, At the end of the day, I'm happy. Mm -hmm. So they can complain and exaggerate all they want. At the end of the day, you just put a lot of words in it, like when we're like when we were kids and trying to make it a two page essay uh, (laughs) and putting extra spaces
0: in it. Yeah, it's like writing really not a lot of stuff. (laughs) Um, And so it's really more. I mean, there's more gratification in mine, like because you know if I do a good job telling somebody's story, I hit a nerve. You know, that's why I got into this industry. Movies, Mm -hmm. music, they all hit nerves for people. So if you, for me, if I do a really good job and I hit a nerve on somebody, they call me crying. And they're like, you, I couldn't have done, you did it better than I could have imagined. Mm -hmm. Right? And that feeling. Even though I might have ate a thousand dollars on yeah, that job. A lot of people don't even
1: get to experience that kind of feeling.
0: Yeah. And and that's so. where I've been on the other end, and maybe you can relate too, is like you can do some, you know, uh big person, well known person's place and or from in my instance, you know, well known person's video and mm-hmm. You know, like you actually had said it in your Barbara Corcoran one is like you never met Barbara Corcoran herself. You met mm-hmm. her people. Right. So you never got to see Barbara's face, whether or not she loved your work mm-hmm. or was she was satisfied. You know, and well, I could tell you if she didn't, I would have heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what everybody says. Yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. that You know, yeah. if, if they weren't happy, yeah. you would have heard. Yeah. You
1: know, so. And so that's gratifying in and of itself. Especially when you have people I mean you know that it, this is a tedious job and that's why a lot of people don't want to do it uh, it's a tedious job and people don't realize that and they want to nickel and dime you and then still be picky um, so I actually had a I can't even tell the story because this right way here but <laughs> right. anyway
0: we'll so, skip it we'll skip it we'll skip yeah. it so uh, we're going to move forward and What's your competition like? And how do you deal with competition? I know Angie's listing your competition. Right.
1: It's interesting that um, how many painters have popped up. Because there used to be like pretty much just one painter in the area. And they pretty much determined the market. They set the price. They set the bar. And then you got all these people coming in and just trying to do it for whatever they think they need that week. And that is no way to further our industry. Um, and it is a bit problematic, but like I said, there somebody like that can't even come close to what I'm offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna and like I said, people's insecurities show that that's gonna that's gonna show to any homeowner. You call somebody over, you want them to paint your house. It's your most valuable, one of your most valuable assets, if yeah. not the most. Yeah. Or, yeah. And.
0: Financially. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Um, and you got some guy that's like, oh, I can do it for three grand. Nobody's going to beat that. When do we start? And you instantly know that uh, that's not going to. They're about the money.
0: They're about the money. Yeah, but... not
1: even about the money. It's just like, you can pretty much tell they're not they're not going through the process. They don't have a polo with their logo embroidered on it. <laughs> they don't have a van with their, you know, they're driving some just rusty old. He's fresh
0: with his polo yeah. <laughs> and logo on his shirt. Yep, always. You guys can't see
1: it. Yep. But... Um, you know, it's all about the brand recognition. They don't have a social media presence, which is something that I'm still working on. I'm still building that. And uh, I'm very particular with what goes on there but that's that's pretty much they are screwing things up in a way because they kind of muddy the waters a little bit but like i said i'm not really moving my price is my price it's taking years to figure out where i need to be Mm -hmm. on these things um and i do i am somewhat flexible because one of the things people don't realize is they want a price they want to They want to know how much this thing is going to cost. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, I don't have a crystal ball. I do have a formula that works very well. And I know that I'm going to come in, like I said, not at the highest price point, definitely not at the lowest, but this is what I can do it for. and That's what I always say. Okay, that guy might be able to do it for that price. This is what I can do it for. And I turned down a huge client it's interesting that you talk to me about competition because there were some projects that i would see my competitor signs out there and i'm like man i wish i had that contract it's huge you know yeah. like a, a really giant big estate like massive something that i've never but now at this point i have had some that are pretty big
2: yeah yeah
1: Uh, getting closer to those goals and then i get called in and they want me not only do they reveal to me what the other competitor was actually willing to how low they were willing to go to continue working for this person because they have such a big massive house and they're incredibly wealthy and so you're giving them a discount Mm-hmm. You know, think about how that really sounds. So that that was not only was that revealed to me, but I said, "Well, uh, I can't come." So I meet this. The guy is actually a uh, well-known shoe maker.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my wife has pairs of his shoes in our closet. It's a very well-known person, and he brings me in. And he's rapid fire. Like, okay, well, what how, what's going on here? What's this? And I'm trying to answer his questions, and before I can even finish my sentence, he's talking over me. And he comes to the. He ends up saying, "Well, what are we talking here?" And I said, "This house. Ha- this is too big for me to measure, right? Because there's just too much." Like I would be here all day trying to calculate this quote. So what we could do is we could start with one barn. It'll be, I could do it at a time materials rate, which is going to be appealing to you because that's actually, most people don't realize that's not a blank check. It's probably the best value you're going to get. So he tells me, and I tell him, you know, the rates $50 an hour. And he says, Oh, this other competitor, he's going to kill you then. He's so much lower. You know, that's, I said, it sounds to me like he's killing himself and his employees because they, if he's able to do it for that little, what kind of future do those guys have? Yeah. Those poor people that are working for this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think that that's unfortunate, but I said, you know, What am I going to do? Tie up all my resources and put myself on this where I'm booked. Yeah. I'm booked solid. Tie up all my resources to work for less than everybody else is going to pay me. Yeah. Because you're wealthy? Or is it because this other guy doesn't see value in himself, doesn't see value in his employees, and is just taking
0: total advantage of them? You know what's funny is too is that the guy doesn't realize either that you're in the best position because he called you.
1: Yeah, it is interesting
0: <laughs> that something must have gone wrong there. Yeah. You know. He called
1: you. And this is what's interesting about that. When I spoke to and he's looking at me like, you kinda sound a little bit like me. Like you, you Yeah. Yeah, you're you're on your way to entrepreneurship. So what he said is, Well, these are my barns you sound like the type of guy that I would, cause I, I went through this whole process of like, well, this needs to be done and this needs to be done. And yeah. said, well, this is just a barn. You sound like the type of guy I want to work inside my house. I'm going to keep your card. I'm going to call you. So I get the fine, nice detail work. Yeah. And the other guy's got to go up there and slap some paint on the barns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. I could really care less. The guy You just walked away
0: feeling good, though.
1: I walked away feeling good, and I realized at a certain point in this season, oh, my God, I am so glad I made that decision. Because it was tempting to lower the rate a little bit, to try and negotiate Mm -hmm. with them, because it is such a high volume of work. I mean, I could have kept a crew there six days a week just on that. And I could have brought in another crew like I used to do but it would have taken so much of my time that I couldn't give. I wouldn't be able to be at the NYPD guy's house who's a great guy and who deserves it and who actually, to speak to what you were talking about, where you actually changed somebody's life. That guy's house was like the, and I hate to say this out loud, but it was kind of the ugliest house on the block. Like he moved in, <laughs>
2: yeah. his
1: neighbors came over. Hey, nice to meet you. You're gonna, you guys are gonna change the color of this house, right? <laughs> That's that, <laughs> oh, and so, but to have I provided him with such an experience that I helped him pick the colors. I helped I got a design, like I sent him to a free to a free color consultation in Danbury where they helped him pick out a beautiful color for his house, a very neutral but a nice color scheme.
0: Yeah. Cause and you wanted now, him to have that experience. And, and
1: I could see it all over. Like he's outside looking, he's taking pictures of it. He's sent it's not even done. It's one coat yeah. on the front of the house. Yeah. And he's already sending pictures to his wife, his mother, his Facebook, all the, all his police friends. That's cool. You know? So it's already, he's like, you know, I might actually get emotional. Has that ever happened to you? And I didn't even think anything of it, really. I was like, "Oh, this might be the one," you know, <laughs> and
0: uh, and then you said what you just said, and so it's so funny that you said that because it and and but like you said, like you know, just hearing you talk about that guy mm-hmm. and then that nightmare situation that you're dealing with, yeah, you know, like like you said, you don't even want to pull your resources off. This guy deserves it. This guy has a great story. He's been such a great client for you, you know? And like, even though you ate a thousand dollars, but that doesn't even matter because Mm -hmm. the experience has been good for you as well. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to have a friend that's an NYPD officer. (laughs) Not at all. uh,
1: Yeah. So he, so that was a really cool story. I'm glad I could have brought that story into this. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of a delicate thing, too, because I'm like, you know, I can see why you're so happy. And he's telling me that, you know, these people, like, yeah, I, I'm b- very well aware that the house was not the most nicest house on the block. And right. now it is. yeah So you really go and really transform. It's amazing what a coat of paint can do. I say it all the time. And people's jaws really do always drop because they just – They, and especially the husband, like it's always the wife that wants to do it. Yeah. And the husband's like, it doesn't, well, we don't need to paint this. We're going to spend all this money and what am I going to get out of it?
0: And then the husband's like, oh my God, it looks really good. This is like, I can't believe how good this looks. You're paying money, but you have to understand if you're paying less money for something, you're going to get less quality, less work, less experienced people in. That's why you're paying less money. So when it's something like that cop, I'm sure every time now he's going to pull in his driveway, he's going to be like, I'm glad I did not see my sprayed roof. I'm glad I didn't see my. And that's something that people overlook too is,
1: is pulling up to your driveway, Uh, you know, pulling up to a house that looks beautiful. You, there's such a value to that. And that's something that we can, that we can bring. And that's something that I'm going to preface you to and have you think about when you're, contemplating whether or not you want to hire me and spend this kind of money. Um, It's not all going in my pocket. That's the other thing. You know, people think like, oh, I'm just going to eat this guy. Just did great. Just gave him $10,000. You know, half of that, I'm lucky if half of that goes into the business Mm -hmm. and then gets taxed every quarter. Mm. So, you know, so the margins are something that we look at. um, And it has to be at a certain point because, I'm not doing this for nothing. I got a
0: really good one for you right now that I just thought of in my head. (laughs) It's not on the sheet. Um, have you had a past client, um, a refer, you know, like a recurring client who hired you and you had done the job, but then you had, you know, now you're not painting. You're more GC selling, doing your role that you are in now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have. Yeah. And do you have them be like, Oh, well I was expecting to get you. No, not really. Um, Cause your guys are as good as you.
1: Yeah. And I'm still there. I'm still walking them through it. And that's something that I've been focused on this year. Like I said, I can, I condensed, I consolidated everything into one crew so that I can be on that site daily, at least twice a day. And then in in between I'm, I'm filling out paperwork. I'm writing checks. I'm doing sales calls. And ideally I get home at a reasonable hour still. Yeah. Um, and I still I'm on call on Saturday. I'm still working Saturdays
0: and sometimes right. even Sunday because you oh, got to yeah. make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> what do you do to relax? Like, what do you, mm-hmm. you know, how do you? Because like you said, you pick up your phone all the time if it rings. You know, yeah. you've been, you know, now that you've been doing this twelve years, are you finding that you have a better work-life balance? Your wife's not. Um, you yeah, know. I do find that. I do carry.
1: I still have a problem leaving work at work because like last night I was up till nine trying to make the schedule work for today. You know, not even including this, this was like a last minute thing. Yeah. And, which uh, we really appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, that's tough, but it's not so bad when I'm out on the boat Yeah, and I'm texting. Yeah. That's my office sometimes. Or, uh, Taking a long lunch, mm-hmm. um, you know, going home to walk my dog on the trail
0: for an hour. Do you just because... turn your Do you just turn your phone off at those moments? Like you're like, all right, I have to. No, do that. it's
1: always on, and I I wish I could say differently, but uh, it is always on, and it is always ringing, and uh, that's a good thing for now. And um, I will say when I go on vacation so grateful for those types of things where you actually remove yourself like from the country or something. Yeah. And I cannot do anything about what you're calling me about. That's it. Like, I can't tell, I don't know what to tell you. I am not in the, even in the time zone right now. And so when you actually physically remove yourself from it, then you're, that is, when you can kind of that's to me is a very symbolic i'm letting go i'm unwinding
0: so do you book all your vacations in different time zones? no, <laughs> no so that you can enjoy them no but so <laughs> a
1: lot of times you can't bring your phone you know like yeah. you, your phone on like only whatsapp will work or whatever so the clients can't really get to
0: you do you have a second like a Second in command guy that, like, when you're going on vacation, you know, this guy can hold down, or yes, somebody's checking it for Thankfully,
1: you. Thankfully, yeah, and I, yeah, and I always kind of have, and I have more faith in my new system. And my ideally by this time next year, I will have a duplicate system, nice. so not to say two crews of five, but maybe two crews of three, yeah, and that's only hiring
0: one other guy that's really good that can yeah so, opportunity out there people opportunity yeah. how's your wife with you with the business like she support you she super uh, supportive inspirational um <clears throat> like my wife I could bounce ideas off yeah. with her with the business and you know, she really... I mean, my my wife is my, like, best sales... If I ever had a salesman, yeah, yeah. which would be a saleswoman, yeah. my wife is the best for my business. Because she recommends me, obviously, to everybody that she could talk to. Good. And, and uh, she supports me huge. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of other businesses that I've talked to, it's the same thing. Like, when you're married and you have your own business, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, that. it's always, like, the
1: you know the couple yeah because it's my name on the truck and even if it's like you know uh not necessarily your name name it's still a part of you and she loves it just like she, she loves me and she would defend
0: the company just like she, and, and brag about it just like I would because mm-hmm. it's yeah i i think also our partners have to hear our venting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, our partners have to hear our venting. Of, yeah, of and sometimes like.
1: they like so she'll soak it in a little too much. It's like, all right, I'm just venting. Yeah, these, you know, this client. Put the knife down. This, this client <laughs> is still a good person. Yeah, you know, they're being a little bit um, picky, but I'm just venting. We're gonna fix it. Like it's at the end of the day that client has to be happy otherwise we i haven't done what i set out to do which is the very best that i can do mm-hmm. and once i've done that and i've exceeded that no matter whether i came down on the price for them or whatever they still need that a plus rating yeah they need to be happy if i still feel like we left something unfinished in some way uh Because there are some people that wouldn't even do the list. Yeah. They would just notice it and not be not confrontational and just not call you back when it's time to do it again. Mm. So I look for those things no matter who it is. And I try and do all of that before they even get their pen and paper out to make the list. So not only is my project manager doing it, but then I'm doing it. And then you have the people who, like I said, they live in the home. They see the things that I don't see. They see it in every single light yeah. possible. yeah. Uh, I only see it in from a eight to five or whatever, mm-hmm. nine to five, whatever it is. You know, we. What do
0: you use for marketing? What's your marketing like?
1: So interestingly enough, I don't really do any marketing other than I have a website I have business cards and it starts to sound like a pretty long list. (laughs) So maybe I do have, but I have a, you know, I've got the van wrapped. um, You know, all my guys have t-shirts on them, but I don't actually advertise. I don't send out like pamphlets or trifolds or add in the penny saver, add on home advisor, none of that because I can barely keep up with the demand as it is. Now, that being said, I have looked at my numbers. I want to increase them. Um, I'm fine with being humble and living well under my means, but obviously the goal is to be financial have financial freedom, yeah and to ha- and also to have my my employees who are part of the team to get them to that point as well to get them to that point where they, They are very satisfied and happy, and I've made an impact on their lives just as the clients that we have.
0: Now, do you have – I mean, I know you have Instagram and everything. Have you gotten work from Instagram at all? Have um, you – I
1: think that Instagram helps because some people will actually look at it. So my website is actually very dated. Yeah. Uh, Because to me, it just all comes down to pictures, and I just haven't had the time to just uh, revamp that. Mm -hmm. I made it myself back a very long time ago. It's old. Yeah. Uh, It's over 10 years old, but the Instagram is very up-to-date. So when I write out an email and and a proposal, I'll add the Instagram account to it you know www.instagram.com slash thompsonpainting and i do believe that in particular this this uh police officer that we've been talking about throughout this podcast actually i know for a fact he went and looked at it because he gave me a like
0: so he Uh, looked and he went way back before you ever hired uh before you ever got the job for him or while well were working, while so. we
1: were working on no while we were, yeah before the job, before okay. he signed any contract, uh, while he was in that process of seeing what my presence is, seeing if I'm legit, uh, you know seeing all of that. so wow. that's part of it. That is cool. to see if they have a Facebook, see if they have an Instagram. I got off of Facebook a while ago, but of course I'm gonna go back on it for the business. For the business alone that is the purpose of my Instagram right now that I have it is just to show people the kind of work that I do and so that they can reference it and also the other thing that's really cool about Instagram and social media in general is that I learn a lot from other painters there's a huge community of painters on there we all follow each other we all support each other I can ask them questions. They ask me questions. Uh, you, I've got access to yeah the, connections. I've got access to the biggest painter on YouTube, and he'll answer my questions. Yeah, you know, and he'll like my posts. And, and that's, that's not me?
0: like that's not following. You know, that's the same. guy who
1: literally taught me how to use a paint sprayer ten years ago because he's been doing in
0: YouTube videos for that long. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting uh, way that we even just when, from when we were in school. You know, we didn't have internet. Right. We're learning know. much faster. And I think it's overall a great thing.
1: Also, there's a lot to be said about freedom of speech and the fact that people should not be censored for any, you know, reason barring certain things that we all know are unacceptable, but people should have a voice and be able to be heard and not be banned and stuff
0: like that. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer in that but um... what's cool about the, the, <clears throat> the community. Um, Cause I'm in same thing, you know, video group, which is awesome. Cause you could be in any kind of group anywhere. Anybody can join it. There's tons of people in there, but what I love about the groups is like, if someone tries to post, post some bullshit in there, like mm-hmm. the whole, they would get called, called out so quick in that yeah. group. Cause there's real professionals in there that are like, no, you can't do that. What are you talking about? Don't, don't give advice like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I When I first started, I remember uh, somebody had asked me, you know, how could you afford, you know, these editing programs? And this is when I first started. I had no money. Mm-hmm. I pirated the shit. Okay. and it was i mean listen i pay for it now so mm-hmm. guess what you yeah. know that worked mm-hmm. <laughs> that worked for them yep. i'm paying they got a lifetime customer i'm paying now. it yeah, yeah i'm a lifetime yeah. customer i'm paying it yeah everybody's but, got an amazon fire stick in their house because of that very reason <laughs> <laughs> that's um, why
1: they, that, now they can listen to us so. but so i gave yeah. my
0: honest true advice in this group yeah i got torn apart By people being like, you can't tell people to illegally download shit, and you can't do this, and you know it's people like you, and they were ripping me apart, and I ended up leaving the group because I was like, well, he asked, you know, and I gave an honest answer because I know what it's like not to have money, Mm -hmm. and you need, you wanted to learn, you know, you wanted to learn it. I didn't have money, and my, you know, nobody was giving me money for that. Mm -hmm. You know, here's the software. Like Mm -hmm. we were just coming into that. You know, era of... Oh, yeah. Everything
1: you know. was pirated yeah. for a long time.
0: Yeah. Once pirated came out, LimeWire. Yeah. I mean, we were all getting used to music. I don't care who's listening to this. You know you downloaded <laughs> yeah, yeah, something exactly. on yeah. LimeWire. <laughs> but now we all
1: have Apple Music because we came so used to the convenience of it. Or you got Spotify or you got Pandora that you pay for. Yep. You want to hear the commercials. So we it's the era of convenience. There was a little... Spot there where uh, Branson had a, maybe a smaller jet than he has now, or something, but he got it back. Yeah, right. These industry guys—they're not hurting. We didn't, you know, by not buying uh, those CDs for a couple of years or whatever, and downloading the music. Yeah, we bought tickets to the show. Yeah. I found
0: new new music that right. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy tickets to your show. And like yeah. now, I do. I still buy albums and stuff. I still support. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Those type of people, I feel bad, but listen, I was poor. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I was poor. I needed money. I needed stuff. Mm. Um, and now, you know, whatever, I'll donate. You know, I'm don't we're donating to this podcast right now. People are getting free information. Guess what? You should have put it out for free, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. would feel guilty, right? Um. Yeah. So, do you have any closing thoughts on someone that's starting their own business? Yeah, I would say something that we didn't cover
1: would be talk to an accountant, understand what, I think a lot of people overlook what the taxes are. You know, you, you get a W-2, you assume, well, some of it's going to Social Security and this and that, and hey, I get a refund at the end of the year. People don't really understand how the tax laws and tax codes work, and they can get themselves into trouble. Um end up not charging enough because you have to pay taxes um, and that sort of thing. So I would say definitely if you're thinking about doing this, either investigate it yourself or everybody needs an accountant. Mm. So go talk to your accountant, see what they say about, you know, I'm thinking about opening this business and what do I need to know? And uh, yeah, I think everything else we pretty much covered. Uh, And sales, 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 that's, something that everybody overlooks I think and it took me a very long time to get to the point where I'm confident in what I'm selling and how it's priced from going to just you know just blindly into it to now being able to price it out accurately
0: now and would it, you would you say if a guy's painting and he says well I'll just start my own business you know like why am I going to paint for this guy Forever, and I only make a certain amount of money. I'll just open my own business and go paint. Mm-hmm. That's not really the case. Yeah,
1: um, you can think that, and um, it's hard for me. And I've been doing it for a very long time. There's guys that have been doing it for forty years. I've been doing it for like almost fifteen, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's what? What do you? What's your portfolio look like if you? you you were just working for somebody else and now you want to go out on your own well what have you done what are you bringing to the table what your what's experience? your crew look
0: like what's your experience yeah
1: yeah your experience yeah you can paint but uh the motivation would always be to to get away from the brush and to cuz one guy painting a house even with a helper and doing it 7 days 5 days a week your back's eventually going to go you're dealing with all kinds of chemicals and stuff. Um, there's only so much that you can do. The stress of it is going to eat away at you. Yeah. Uh, you you eventually are going to have to grow, and uh, I, I'm all for it. That's fine. Somebody wants to go out and do it on their own, and they want to be that guy. That's great. Not everybody's like that, not, and especially not a lot of people in the workforce. They're very skilled at what they do but they have no interest or no formal training uh, and no real concept of w- what all goes into it, what all goes into this process and how long it takes to get to that level of confidence to be able to sell a job to where you're not like that other guy that I told you about who he's, he's coming in really way too low. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, You know, if I had him sitting across from me right now, I would say to him, look, I would be just as happy if you got that job if our prices were exactly the same. because then i know that when it comes time that you know i go look at another job and you're too busy to do it because you're doing this job i'll get it and it goes on and on that's the way it should be
2: it
0: should be plenty
1: of work it should be yeah it should be pretty even i mean i know it's never going to be perfect where we're Pricing out exactly the same, but it, a lot of it should come down to square footage, and with some exceptions. So there
0: is a formula to it. If you're going to start your own business, you should understand that. You know, if you are a painter, you won't be painting anymore. <laughs> you yeah, know? like right. You're not gonna. You're not yeah. gonna be doing what you. One thought. person. Yeah, it's it's such a.
1: It's, and that's such a big realization because being an entrepreneur is not. Just being self-employed and not having a boss, because you're always going to have a boss. Somebody has to write you the check. Mm-hmm. So it's it's being like that blend of everything. You're you're now the uh, you're in charge of the paperwork now. You're in charge of writing checks. You're in charge of the finances. You're in charge of doing the audits with the workers' comp people. You are in charge of
0: just. Dealing the sales with, dealing with somebody that they get sick, they call out sick. Yep. you have to f- solve I have that to, problem. Yeah, solve that
1: problem. The the client doesn't want to hear that. They don't. I can't tell them that. Oh, I can't. We can't come today
0: because, uh, you know, so and so is sick. Yeah, No. that's not no <laughs> right. <laughs> they have a party that they need this thing yeah, done by, yeah, yeah. and it has and to be done. By.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: so, but I always set realistic and you, yeah, you can figure for that too, like. All right, well, I told this guy it could take up to 10 days. Realistically, if, it, if we have five consecutive days of beautiful weather, which unfortunately this week we didn't, it could have been done. But, of course, it rained. We got rained out yesterday, and today was a little sketchy with the weather. So, you know, set the expectations. Set the tra- trajectory of it's going to take me 14 days and then finish it in seven. And the guy's like, oh, this is great. You guys are done. I can't believe it. Looks mm-hmm.
0: so good experience talking yeah that's experience talking yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, guess what happens when you go the other way right oh I've been on this job for 14 days <laughs>
1: or if you can't answer that question like oh when can you start oh uh, I gotta get back to you yeah well, that's not a good sign yeah you know? yep.
0: instantly AJ man thank you for coming do you want to plug your uh, Instagram and what are yeah, all I would things send, people I would send people
1: you? to the Instagram uh, t-h-o-m-s-e-n painting at uh you know on instagram and on
0: instagram yeah. and then your website's uh thompsonpainting.com thompsonpainting.com yeah. thanks for chilling with me man thanks for giving out some advice and hearing your stories and uh yeah i don't know tune in next week when we got somebody new up here giving us even more advice thanks everybody
1: thanks for listening to the
2: get your own podcast